Welcome to your Dining Dad's Podcast. My name's Peter Sandwich. <laughs> and I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. <laughs> I'm Nick. Um, all, all of a sudden. But uh, what, what was that? <laughs> Were we supposed to go right out? Were we supposed to Peter Sandwich? <laughs> Peter Sandwich? Well, whatever. I'll I'll leave. Anyways, <laughs> I asked you guys to think about your favorite dining food. You gotta food. let us know, dude. What you, I said, you had something planned. Bro, I said, think about your favorite diner food. I, yeah, I, I was thinking about Ryan Nick with malt. I was thinking about BLT while I was cringing at whatever you were doing. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Emilio, you love a good BLT. I like to judge a place by their BLT, how good that is, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? I love BLTs, hate tomato. So I just gotta mm. always go BLT, no tomato, please. Why don't you just mm. substitute it for avocado? I don't like that either. What the not fuck? Really. It's, kind of, it's not really a, a tea. It's more of a BL. It's a BLB. Yeah. It's bread, lettuce, and bacon. Bread, <laughs> lettuce, and bacon. Is anybody part of the camp that a grilled cheese is not a grilled cheese if it has anything else but cheese in it? No. Um, diner what food kind of camp is that? That I have a friend, he's like, if it, if it has bacon, ham, anything in it, it's a melt, okay? It's not a grilled cheese, it's a melt. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. It's a good get, get a new friend. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's a cheese sandwich with a bunch of okay. goodies. DLGCon. This is a gaming podcast, by the way. Sorry about that. It's not. Oh, yeah. T- if you wanted dining food, recommendations. Not the right one. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I guess I mean, it depends I mean, if, uh, if you make I mean, food in a diner in a video game. True. Yeah. DLGCon, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, so with DLGCon, um, I don't have too many crazy updates. If anybody has put their deposit down, the rest of your money for what you owe in your room is due September 30th. Uh, if you are interested still in going and you don't know if we've got any availability left, we do. We've got one bed that is shared with one other person. It's $600 to be in that bed, have your own bed. Um, or if you want to be in the center of the party where all the fun's at, there is a room that has a whole bunch of people in it. There are like queen bunk beds and we do have one of the couches available and that's 300. And this is for the whole weekend, the first weekend of November. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's at an awesome place. I think this is going to be the best place that we've ever stayed at. And so if you've got any questions, you can reach out to me or you can go on to discord and reach out to days uh, myself or you know there's a uh, dlg con channel that you can request access to get into and then see this kind of information as well so dlg con is happening and it's going to be amazing it's the fifth super year. dope house guys go super dope click through the house. there's a tennis court yeah, yeah. This, and oh, us amazing and us. <laughs> you, you like to We're listen right. to the anyway. Most people, the people you would never expect to play tennis. You know, is Nick coming? Is Nick coming? <laughs> to DLG? Not, I'm officially not going. I for, I'm going to say that right now. Unfortunately, mm. I cannot go. I have family visiting that same weekend from out of country, as well as I have uh, school, and that is final season for me. So, dang, Ugh. one less long back, lame dude. Wow, yeah, what that, a lame. One less long back. <laughs> but you know if you don't want to be lame and you want to verse emilio at an arm wrestling contest you definitely should be there because it's going to be great he does it every year it's fifth year in a row it's got to happen <laughs> see if anybody can beat him you could have nick you could have but you oh, know yeah. what you won't if There's you no are way. a new they listener say if anyone beats him he'll he'll become sober but no one ever does <laughs> <laughs> that would actually uh yeah that okay 
What if like five people <laughs> teamed up and we all tried to make Emilio sober? I think we could do it's it. It's called an intervention in Mexican stories. <laughs> That's an intervention. <laughs> it's called an intervention. If I'd you're reply, a new listener. I'm... Sorry. If you're a new listener and you have no idea what we're talking about, about DLG Con, good. We don't want you there. Keep listening. Uh, on the radar. <laughs> Games that have come to our attention. These are games that we haven't played. Bobby's up with Dark Forces Remaster. Wow. Are you excited? <laughs> of course I'm excited. Now, this is <clears throat> this is a remastering of Dark Forces, not my favorite game, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. A little difference there. Um, but yeah, I was making a joke in uh, Discord this week. Someone asked me if I had heard of this, and I said, yeah, it's been brought to my attention by about... <laughs> at least six other people in the discord um because i talk about this franchise so much um it looks good uh this is the same studio that remastered some other games they're called night uh, night dive studios they did the system shock and quake 2 remaster i i remember the system shock one i don't think i played it i did play the quake 2 remaster and it was good and it was very they didn't tamper with a lot. They didn't change anything. They just um, basically made it runnable on new systems and uh, up the graphics a little bit, but it really felt like the same old game. Um, there's not a whole lot of detail on this game as far as a price point or when it's going to come out. Um, they said it's going to be popularly priced. I have no idea what that means. Um, huh. The article. That's a good yeah. way to put it. I like that. Yeah, I mean, the article that I had read, they had interpreted that as 20 to 30 bucks. I guess that means it's going to be affordable or in the affordable range. I can't imagine anyone paying much more uh, for this game, um, especially when there are alternatives out there, which I'll talk about later. Uh, but they are going to say, or they did say that it's going to be 4K, it's going to be 120 frames a second. So uh, I got a feeling it's just going to be like the Quake 2 one that I had played. Looking forward to that. Dark Forces 1 was an interesting game. Um, this came out, when was it, 94, 96? I can't remember. But it was right during that phase of like Duke Nukem, um, like the first Quake. It was before games started to look really three-dimensional, like Dark Forces 2. So this one still, it still seems like you're shooting like... Uh, cutouts like like mm -hmm. cardboard cutouts that are walking around you know if you That's played games spin. in the 90s you know what i'm talking about um hey Bobby, so i'm excited so for the i wasn't oh, yep. sure it, it was a huge jump right from dark forces from dark forces 2 um mm -hmm. graph or technically i guess yeah i think quake 2 was the one that really broke ground with uh, that new engine and they did a lot of cool things with the lighting too but pretty much after that yeah dark forces 2 and all the games that followed it um they they were completely different uh, everything else kind of looked like a better version of Wolfenstein or a slightly nicer version of Wolfenstein. Do you think this um, is just for people who have nostalgia or do you think this is a little stand on its own in today's market? Yeah, so I've played Dark Forces 1 once in my life. Uh -oh. And this was probably around <laughs> the mid-2000s. And it was a bit of a chore. Like, it's a, it's a long game. And these old games are not very forgiving um, you can run around a map and not notice there's a little switch on a wall that you have to hit because the fidelity is so low and there's just like lots of decoration, especially in Star Wars. Like everything, there's a million control panels in a room, right? How are you supposed to know that one is the one that you're supposed to go and flip so you can get to the next part of the map? How it's did Luke confusing. and Han know 
Bobby. Luke and Han yeah. knew somehow. <laughs> Every single fucking corrects. Uh, I think Han Solo just blasted it, right? That was his whole thing. Just shoots Bobby, do it. you like Kyle Katarn? Like, do you feel like you and him share similar attributes? <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, the stories in those games, they, they aren't really any good, but they're kind of endearing just because I know them so well. Yeah, I do like Kyle Katarn. Um, I think his pilot... Jan Ors dies in one of them and one of them he turns to the dark side I think that's Outcast. he turns to the dark side and then comes back uh, no not Outcast. that was uh, uh, the third one I can't remember uh, but yeah I don't know um, the, the cutscenes in this one they did remaster the cutscenes and they look fantastic uh, if, if you watch the trailer for this you can see them um, in Dark Forces 2 they went to the uh, the live action cutscenes that are um, very low production quality. <laughs> like, the bad guy, Jarek, is just like wearing all this makeup. Like he's got these dark <laughs> lines painted on him. And like the set design is just or... not that great. It, it looks like a, like a sci-fi channel original from like the early 2000s or something or like later. 2002 it, it Spirit Store. Yeah, it just doesn't look great. Um, but again, like I love those. It's like Command and Conquer for me. You know, I love those cutscenes. Uh, but this one doesn't have any of that. This one actually has animated cutscenes, and um, they were just so pixelated, and the movements were so jerky. But the ones that they're remastering look really good. So yeah, high hopes for this. Um, we'll see. I, I'll play it when it comes out, man. Like I'll I'll play through Dark Forces one more time. <laughs> cool. And uh, I think if you find Bobby on Discord, Robert Digital, just send him a, a link to this just in case he might forget. <laughs> just in case he missed it. <laughs> yeah, just in case he missed it. Wait, and this one yeah. is about finding the Death Star plans too, right? Before Disney, before the Disney story. That's the whole yeah, thing. They're, they're always doing, trying right? to find the Death Star plan. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's so complicated. So, yeah. so many plans. You know what? I'm surprised though. Nobody brought Killing for a floor three to my attention though didn't, yeah, dude. didn't get any pings we thought you or would DMs fucking on that. see that instantly through like some algorithm dude come on when like, did they announce it they it was like uh, five games days Com. ago right games gamescom yeah. yeah i didn't um, pay any attention to gamescom i'm going to be on honest with you guys so the tr i know right now i'm looking at the list i'm like oh there's a lot of stuff here i could have talked about on the radar maybe i'll hit it up next to week to be honest, a lot of it looks like it's fucking same shit yeah i mean welcome to gaming oh he's a snack <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a cynic now. So, yeah. I'm a cynic now. I'm a cynic now. Um, anyway, uh, there's not much here, uh, Bobby. It's just uh, not even a release date, just a trailer. Um, I yeah, think it's what the they're teaser tra trailer. <clears throat> the um, so the Zeds, which are the zombies, right? They're um, they're just mostly fleshy, like because now it looks like they're trying to like deck them out with. Uh, metal parts and stuff and like high tech them so they're taking the zeds uh, and they're putting metal or is that a thing that's always been no they've always been like that oh, so okay. the, the flesh pound is fe featured a lot in that trailer he's the big guy with a thing in his chest he's got the arm that's like a like a blender what, what would you even call it? it's like a mace that rotates or something on yeah the yeah cylinders. that's, that's so, the guy that's yeah. in the that's in the trailer yeah 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 that's the flesh pound he's in all the other or he's in killing floor too um, it, I was just kind of surprised, like first impressions, it looks very similar to, to killing floor two. I don't know where they would go with a third one. Um, you know, I, I remember making the jump from one to two and like, that was really needed. Cause one was, 
it started out as a mod. I can't remember for what game, but it started out as a mod and it, and then killing floor one was kind of like the standalone version of that mod. And then two was like, like really, uh, it felt like its own game at that point, but three, I don't know, man, like I still play two and I love it. I'll probably play three, but I, I imagine it's just going to be more of the same. Or just graphics, graphics and maybe new classes or, mm-hmm. you know, rehashing of classes. Do you want to see what what uh what game was the mod for? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was a competitor for Quake Two. Yeah, I and I used to know this. God, what was competitor that? Quake, Quake Two. Or maybe Quake Three. Was Quake Three two thousand or two thousand like three ish? It's a know. Quake competitor. Your own lies. You're tripping up on your own lies. <laughs> It's, what, yeah, was it it? what was it? What was it? Tournament 2004. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Unreal Tournament 2004. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Other than that, right. uh, Amelia, what is... I mean, we nope. just talked about Killing Floor 2. It's yep. Sniper's turn. Wow. We have an, a nice new little flow chart to see how, how the podcast is going to be talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> with I don't know. If that's the technical term. <laughs> with color coordinated sections, so we know what we're talking about. And you still about. fucked it up. Hey, we're just we're all learning. It's our, it's our test. It's our test episode for this. Yeah, we're all learning our colors. Okay, guys, pioneers of uh, Pagonia. Let, let's get some pump in here for this. Look at this. It's beautiful. Did you guys all click on this? It looks beautiful, cartoony. Uh, <laughs> Uh, graphics. What? Why are you laughing? No, it's just like click on it. Follow, follow me down this adventure, <laughs> Come guys. On. Come on. Come on. It does this look way. awesome, dude. Does this look looks fun. really cute. I was looking through this and I was like, you know, I kind of want like a chill city builder, but uh, the not chill part, I want like production chains. You know, like I want to get my grapes and then I want to get my uh, grape stompers and then I want to get my jam jar makers and I, I just want that all to come together and. Get really high and play through this and, and just have a good time. Uh, I looked at it and I was like, this looks exactly like the Settlers. Wow. And then at the end of the trailer, it's by the same people who made the Settlers, which is an old mm. beloved city builder, um, like combat and stuff. Uh, it does say there's going to be combat in this game. Uh, I kind of wish there wasn't. Like, I need a game. I need a game that like doesn't <laughs> want- force combat. Wants can grapes. Can grapes. Yeah, and, and and make make uh, wine, but of course nobody wants that goes grapes and wine. No, Raiders are going to want those grapes and wine. Dude. That's he true. Wants, I thought maybe Skylines he would want to make grape times. jelly. Oh, no, no, no! I just wanted to no city skylines. Okay, I'm going to take off a day for work for city skylines, and it's not that's not a chill game. I'll, I'll be like referencing manuals. I'll be like pulling up maps of real cities. I'll be like googling how to optimize my traffic like that's not a chill game okay this this yeah, is a chill a game with a job at that point this is not a chill game for me um the other one that we talked about about three weeks ago uh christian that one was really chill it was like a um um like a reduction of uh a city builder where you just kind of like drag drag and drop do you remember which one it was really lo-fi no, I can't. I can't remember. Drag no? and drop. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was all really <laughs> blocky. It, it looked like um, For the King. 
Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a reductionist. One, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that one looked I very, figured. very That's a good wrong. name for a game. Drag and drop. But it's like dragon, Ooh. you know, like a flying dragon. Ooh. Maybe like, Ooh. and you drag and drop dragons. Dude, I don't oh. know if you should have said that on air. That could be, that could be <laughs> yeah. it's a million dollar idea. Yeah, right that could there. be stolen. Like your Bad Batch thing, which I was surprised I didn't see at Gamescom, but I know it's coming. I know someone listens to this podcast <laughs> and is, is, is making that. Uh, a survival game, Forever Skies. Have we talked about this one before, Amelia? What's going on here? I don't think so. I can't remember that we did. Um, so this is a gorgeous um, survival crafting game where you have this, like, not an airplane, but like a, a floating platform. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Raft or or um, the other one uh, where you, it's basically just like Raft. But anyway, you continuously upgrade and build up your floating platform, your flotilla, I guess. Um, and you you uh, like descend into the post-apocalyptic wasteland of uh, former Earth. And try to gather stuff to make your floating platform better. And the story, apparently the story is pretty good. And it is revealed to you in snippets and videos and things that you find while you're exploring. Uh, but it's, you know, uh, 100% customizable. You can do whatever you want with your floating platform um, for whatever you need to get done. Um it was the graphics that kind of grabbed me um, once I saw the video. The pictures don't really do it much justice. Um, and I'm not big on survival, but something like this where you're... I really hate running back and forth. Like quests, getting quests, go do the quest. Here's your 15 pig ears. Here I feel like, you know, your hub is always right above you. Maybe you you fight or get away from it or whatever, and you have to get back to it. But still, at least your home base is moving with you. I feel like that's really going to cut down on on running back to your base. Dude, that I, is uh, an awesome. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, I really sense. love the idea of that. Yeah. Um, but besides that, um, yeah, I probably won't play it. But it does, I haven't played a survival crafting in a long time. But there's no trees. They all burned down in the in the nuclear war. So oh, perfect. What do, you, what do you go and gather then? I don't. Know. Who knows? It could be. Um, mm. Who knows? Sky trees. <laughs> Sky trees. Sky trees. This game, I think, looks awesome. I'd be super yeah. interested in this. I mean, I'm a big sucker for survival crafting games, but like this is a cool concept of like yeah. floating around and yeah, the post apocalyptic stuff. I like the way the guns look and everything too. This looks That's, so uh, cool. F- that's Forever Skies. What is the cosmic wheel of sisterhood? Yeah, so beaming up into the sky again. Um, you know, I guess we're heading up to the cosmos because this game is a narrative experience. Uh, it's made by Devolver Digital as the publisher, but it was developed by this group called Deconstruct Team. Interesting. I don't know. They don't seem to... Oh, they created Gods Will Be Watching and the Red Strings Club and essays on empathy so i don't know i'm not too familiar with that uh developer but this game's pretty cool i played a uh a demo of it because there's a demo of demo of it out right now it is normally 18 dollars um 
And what it is, is you are this exiled witch uh, who was a fortune teller that did a bunch of tarot cards and was exiled to be on a little asteroid just floating into the abyss. And you summon this behemoth, like, Lamia-looking creature that's like this spooky kind of god creature that helps you build your own tarot deck to then like fight by doing tarot readings it's it's really mm. interesting <laughs> i'm it's a, sold it's a really <laughs> yeah sold. it's a really it's a really odd kind of game but at the same time like i found it pretty charming and pretty like interesting to play um i ended up liking it a lot more than i thought i would because it's kind of cool is like whenever you build a new card you actually get to drag and drop and design the way the card looks and then based on your answers of what this creature asks you um, is kind of what gives you certain powers on your cards. And so you're trying really hard to build your own deck so that way you can regain your freedom um, and trying to get back to, like, this cosmic witch society. But um, they kind of call it, like, a game that's similar to, like, Coffee Talk. And I see that. And when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, yeah, this game is just like Coffee Talk, but without all the depression. And instead, this <laughs> game is darker. Uh, this game is darker than that. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, all right. Jeez. But uh, I thought that was cool, though. Like, I liked it a lot. I, I'm really I'm really intrigued by this game. Um, I got a question, Daze. Um, the So you modify the aesthetic of the cards? Yeah. Does the aesthetic affect what the card does? No, but I'm I'm kind of seeing that you want to put all of the elements because they ask you like three different things to build your card. It's basically like a background, a core piece, and then little accents kind of. And so the more you have that and the stuff you add on that, it seems like it kind of connects it and adds to its power. So that's kind of interesting. Um, hmm. But I think it to me it just seems like how in coffee talk it wasn't necessarily a requirement but just a fun thing to like do the foam art i think it's similar to that actually i see um, yeah, yeah so it's fun but like it is something that you probably should just do because why not yeah so but the story so far is pretty nice i'm also a huge because man i hate this in these kind of narrative games when like people talk and they have the weird voice like the yeah i all oh, that shit like that shit grinds my gears like that makes me angry this is that makes so you angry yeah makes me pissed i'm like fuck, fuck this, this I'll, no mute, acting. I'll mute the whole ass game and just play shit on spotify because that shit makes me so mad this isn't like that this is kind of like a lot of the other ones where it's almost like uh beep beep beep, beep, beep. in a way like it's not loud like that or high pitch <laughs> but it is like Wait. it's so, uh, yeah, you hate them. You hate the okay. You hate them. Yeah, this is I know. This is okay. Yeah, this is goofy. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, I hate when they try to mimic it to being sound because either do voice acting or just completely omit it. And so to me, the whole like you know Morse code sounding shit like is omitting trying to sound like a person. You know, okay. Because I just feel like the like yeah the it's just yeah i i'm not a fan of that can we all give our best like can we all do our best like <laughs> so good dude that's okay. such a good nick one. i know you got my a good favorite one. is the animal crossing one it's like they try to do the words but it's like oh that's so good oh that dude <laughs> you so nailed good. that what okay bobby <laughs> 
Well, I can't follow that up. But I, I do want to shout out one game that I thought did do this well. What was the game? Oh my god, I can't remember it now. What was the one? It had like a shout out, like a Dutch version of it, and it had vampires in it. And uh, probably stop making things up. No, dude, you know what game this is. You and Chad played it. I'm going to find out what it was. And it had the the cool thing about this game is you had to press these really cool key combinations. Um, was it the first Magica? Was I think Magica? it was Magica. Magica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, um, I think it was Magica. And how did they do where, the voice? Where's everybody else on this? I, I It doesn't bother me at all. Even a little oh, bit. I don't. I don't. What? Yeah, the, I don't. the the character Charlie Brown talking? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't bother me that much. Like fucking days when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, it's good. It's like you, dude. You with the anime. um, uh, Oh, dude. And that does not. Everybody has their thing. But it's like they're like porn sounds. But like they're at the weirdest times. They're like, we gotta go defeat Demon Sororia, and then it's like out of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, uh. And like, <laughs> and like what the fuck is someone just someone just grab your balls like what's going on here dude it's, it's so bad it's so so bad. Dude, anime is fucking blowing up man i'm noticing that like There's i mean it's always been popular but all the kids all every kid that i know is watching anime now they don't watch like Traditional American been like that for a while, dude. Yeah, oh, I know. Um, yeah, it is Magica, and I put a link in chat there if anyone wants to check it out. But yeah, that's definitely the game that had the goofy sound in it, and it was like, um, like a Dutch or Scandinavian type of voice that they were doing it. And they did have like some real words mixed in here and there, but Bobby, uh, I want to hear it from you, I want to hear it from the, the brain. Come on. I, Give I me a it's just gonna be a it's just gonna be a Dracula impression, you know, like blah blah blah. <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Hey, Put that in Castlevania right now, dude. That's <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's nineteen ninety nine Game Boy sound effects right there. This all yeah. this all has something to do with the game that I played. Uh, the, the only game that I played this week, right before the podcast, I've been so busy, but I got to jump ahead a little bit. So in Broforce, the 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 colonel that gives you all your he's very. It's like the best version of this. He'll be like, he'll be like, um, I am a, a terrorist <laughs> operation. <laughs> Go <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's it takes five seconds and then maybe another five seconds to fly your helicopter to the next thing. But there's an arcade version. <laughs> there's an arcade version of the game where it says um you he, there here's a version of the game where you can play level by level without being oppressed by our uh crazy storylines and and over like uh overdone storytelling <laughs> it's literally it's 10 seconds but it's too much for some people. I, i'm sure that there was one guy in in their team that was like this is all stupid. We don't need the helicopter. We don't need the colonel. We just go. Cur- it's all about the action. And so, uh, yeah, they haven't. I, it's so funny. It's like a, a game that has tons of dialogue and tons of uh, speech and everything. Okay. Yeah. It'd be cool to have an arcade version where you just fight. But no, this one has so little. 
and you could cut it out. It's so weird. But uh, yeah, whatever. That Some people cool. just want a bro force. Hey, this is $18. That seems like yeah. a good deal. Do you think so? It's $18. I, you know, I'm very conflicted about it. It's got 94% very positive reviews. Uh, so it seems like the Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood is doing pretty decent and looks to be pretty good. I mean, it's new. August 16th is when it came out. So, you know, it hasn't been out too long. But I, I am intrigued. I, I'm going to be putting this on my wish list. I'm going to be watching it. I think if it goes on a deeper sale i'll get it if it's on game pass i'm definitely gonna get it but i was pleasantly surprised by this i was like i really am am enjoying playing this and the demo allows you to play it for quite a bit because um the first lesson that the behemoth that you summon like teaches you is it he kind of like takes you back to the basics of like the four tenets of or the four elements whatever earth water fire air like that and they go through all of that and like you get a card at the end of it to build your deck and fight with at the end of each one and so it's kind of neat i don't know i like it i like the whole like cosmic i love the fact that like you're just living in this two-story townhome on a asteroid <laughs> <laughs> it's like very never-ending story vibes i kind of like it yeah. i want to play this too yeah it's interesting i feel uh, like you would like it i feel like anybody that enjoyed coffee talk would actually really love this because i saw a lot of the like the kind of the similar feeling of just like a pretty decent interesting story you know but i do think that this is better than coffee talk in ways just because it has more story elements instead of like just listening to the gossip of the town you know what i mean which is what i felt like uh uh coffee talk was this is more of like a you have a vengeance or or i don't know you kind of determine your fate as a as a witch but so far i've been pretty impressed with the story and like kind of how they how they do it so far i'm watching the stream and i saw somebody like craft a card and i was like oh that's awesome like what they put together and it wasn't you can tell that like uh the game gives you pieces that are going to go for a certain look, but you can totally just run with it and do whatever you want with it. I thought that was really cool, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of creativity in here, especially in just, like I said, the designing a card part is actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, And so, I don't know. Normally, I'm not the biggest fan of card games besides Magic, but... You know, unless we're talking about the magic of the Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, but because no. <laughs> I do, I do like this. This is cool. I'd like to revisit. I'd like to play it. And I'm like I said, I'm gonna keep watching it. Hopefully, with like the winter sale or sale coming up, that this is on it, because then I will get it. I, I like this a lot. But I mean, it's a little spoopy, it seems, but nowhere near as spoopy as I'm sure Alan Wake 2 will be. So, Nick, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I remember Alan Wake 1 back in the day, and I got a little too scared to to play that. Uh, we saw more Alan Wake at GamesCon uh, this week. So we saw Alan Wake 2. But Gamescom. Um, de- Gamescom. Sorry. Gamescom. 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 Uh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we ended up seeing more of the game as far as like a theatrical trailer and a little bit of gameplay. Um, some details got announced regarding the game and like what who you're playing. You get to play as Alan Wake, of course, because the game is named after him, um, as well as a new character named Sa- uh, Saga Anderson. She's an FBI agent who's like kind of tracking Alan Wake. Um, so Alan is a writer, um, and the Alan Wake is really a horror game, and the original one was based off of like emotions and like and like supernatural horror. But the way that you fought enemies is that you had to illuminate them with like a flashlight and any other sources of light, and then you could damage them. If they weren't illuminated, you couldn't damage them. 
Um, in this game, it seems like there's a similar premise, but there might be other like ways to fight them as well. Um, it's going to be released October 27th. Um, as far as like how the story is going to work out, apparently the new character Saga Anderson is going to be following Alan Wake, and her whole like reality and her like mindset is going to be changed by his writings and picking up his writings and like following him along and like everything that everything that he's going to be writing and like telling the story about is going to be uh, like changing her mind about how the world works and like impacting her worldview. Um, and so I think this might be a pretty cool narrative game. Uh, the interesting thing is that there's, there's skins for a single player narrative game, which kind of doesn't make sense for me. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is because like there's a pre-order bonus. Mm. Again, Jedi survivor had that too. I think. Yeah. Um, ponchos or something. I see there's an <laughs> ornate revolver skin. Dude, when I DM, yeah. I use the word ornate like way too fucking often. I'm like, the buildings are <laughs> ornate. Everyone's like, yeah, we get it. They're fucking. <laughs> you gotta use fancy <laughs> or decorated. Yeah. Yeah. Bougie. Um, but yeah, so Alan Wake 2, um, I'm excited for it because it was kind of um, console lock to Xbox 360 at the time. I got to play a little bit as a when I was younger, um, I liked the Alan Wake series. It's actually a game that I watched the whole thing on YouTube back when that was like Let's Plays. Where the Rad Brad? Did you no. listen from the Rad? Uh, he's my go-to. No commentary or few commentary story narrative like PlayStation games. I want a narrative for Emilio, especially when he comes back from his breaks. On like, Dude, he's got camera. Dude, there's so much in his back, mouth right inhaled, now. He just inhaled a whole slice of pizza, and he's God trying not damn. to make noise and put his headphones on. It's I, the perfect I, CC, <laughs> though. You know, you just cast pizza on somebody, and they'll be uh, they'll be whole person for a <laughs> Dude, turn. You, you, you no, for Emilio, it has to be day old, non refrigerated pizza. You just throw it in front of him. He's like, <laughs> it's like just whole person. When, essentially, when do we do an intervention if someone has? consistently doing real life references like they're talking to you in real life with real life things you're doing and they're referencing Baldur's Gate when do we do an intervention for what it's one of the greatest games of all time why don't you play it and see what the fun is all about buddy okay why don't you stop building cities and stop worrying about traffic and go slay some goblins with your with your wife wow you you Um, were trying to uh, call out a problem somebody else and the problem is you, my friend. I have you, right now, as someone who's been DMing for six years, this is the best game that you can play to get the, as close as you can. How are you not DMing. playing this game, Christian? I don't know. I just don't. I'm just not playing it. <laughs> I'm just counter culture because I'm Canadian. And yeah. It's the C's. <laughs> oh my god. You call me the C. Okay. One one thing. I don't. I, I like don't prime disagree. ministers, not presidents. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> They're called no. Chris, not French fries. Okay, one th- that's not true. One thing is uh, the price for me. You know, I think it's worth the price, but I just also I want to have the time. I want to dedicate the time, and I want to have a group of people to go with it together. Because as I mentioned before, I hate the inventory management. I hate managing the inventory of people in my party. I don't care. I don't care about these people. Do you want? Do I you want, want my character. <laughs> what? Are you trying to play with other people, or are you trying to play like not worry about inventory management in the game with the CPUs? No, I want to play with other people because I don't want to manage okay. the ca- one inventories of the most social people we know, who's also on this podcast, plays every Friday with a bunch of strangers that he's barely met. Okay, <laughs> and he loves the game and he's continuing to play it. 
I think you can find two other nerds to play with you and Rianne. Oh, we do I have a spot open on Fridays. <laughs> what is that? No, I can't do it. I can't commit. That's a lot. I, I need to make sure every Friday is free for the next how long? Like how many Fridays is it going to take? 50? 60 Fridays? I don't know, man. If you if you miss one, it's not a big deal. <laughs> That's the the new the nice thing about the game is you can jump in and out whenever you want. Somebody said Starfield is like 120 hours to complete. Oh uh, yeah, Jesus. apparently it's fucking huge, dude. It's In nice. this economy, bro. We, we're In all working too economy? much to play Starfield. Guys, I thought I thought um, Bobby was frugal until I met fucking Christian. He sent me <laughs> So he was paying me back for things um, during the his trip to Hollywood, which was fine. And like <laughs> he didn't even have to, but he sent me like one hundred and sixty-seven eighty-two, which means he was keeping track of things down to the cent. I don't to give be a fair, shit. He was going to buy a house, dude. He's trying to be like as frugal as possible. I'm just saying. I don't saying. know if he's continuing to do that, but if you're going down to the cent, you're going. Jeez. Look, look, guys! Look how frugal I am. I, this hat is custom made. It is just a Dollar Emma hat that has been glued. It's not even a Dollar Emma. What is Dollar Emma? What is Dollar Emma? You guys don't have Dollar Emma. Oh, Dollar like Emma. Probably a Dollar General. Uh, okay, okay. Dollar General. Yeah, Dollar Emma. It should be like a Toonie. I like that. Or maybe a Bucker Emma now. But anyways, okay. Like a five and below. Five and below. Oh, God. A ten Dude. and up. <laughs> A twenty and day. Right. I mean, we. Still I thought have, it was going to be called one the, more thing. Um, the Deckel oh, Reckle or something like the that. Deckel Reckle. Fort Solace. <laughs> I was going to say that. yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> to move away from bullying the Canadian, <laughs> God, <laughs> um, I put it's this game segment. of another. Yeah, I've got another uh, story-driven game. This one is like a walking simulator, but another story. It's very cinematic, um, and it is a thriller that takes place on like a red planet you get to this base that's on this planet that you're exploring and it's empty and you're going through and you're exploring it and that's about the extent of i know of what's going on with this um what i thought was really cool about this game is that it's told in four chapters and they like advertise that it's like a netflix series which i thought was kind of wild that like we're advertising video games like within the context of comparing it to netflix um but what's also interesting with that is that um during gamescom they had a game that was kind of like that too that they announced which was um this game called rebel moon because they're talking about this um, like video that they're going to, uh, well, a film that they're going to have that's a space opera for Netflix called Rebel Moon. And so they're also going to be making a video game adaptation of that. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if we're about to start seeing, because it looks like Netflix is going to start having like a gaming thing as well, which I thought was kind of interesting and weird. At least that's what they said. They said that you can play Rebel Moon on Netflix games, which uh, I was not expecting I guess in a way I'm not surprised, but it's like I said, I'm kind of uh, confused, I guess, as to like the tight link between Netflix and gaming that seems to be forming. So I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of interesting that they were comparing this game Fort Solace to like a Netflix series. But all they mean in that is that like it, you should you can binge it all in one intense session or play it like chapter by chapter, like an episodic TV mm-hmm. show. 
which I think is kind of cool because you respond to this like alarm call from like a remote mining base. And so you head to this place called Fort Solace and there's a bunch of storms and things going on. And so um, you're trying to figure out what the hell happened to the crew until like the crew begins to reveal itself in a way. And so looking at it, there's definitely some like kind of spooky creatures and just some really intense moments. So I don't know if I can if I can handle the game, but this game does <laughs> look like a really beautiful story um, to watch or something like I, this would be a game that I think would be cool to watch on stream even or watch somebody else play just because i can't really handle a lot of the game even though it's like a walking simulator and all i had to do is put one foot in front of the other sometimes that's terrifying and i just want to hide in the first closet of amnesia and never leave so i mean <laughs> <laughs> this is my happy place <laughs> yeah at the it's beginning not so bad room, in here yeah yeah and then you turn what around child? the corner and it's like well creepy so yeah um, but this game, I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks yeah, it's very cool. Very nice graphics. It's gorgeous graphics, and it just it looks like it would be a really really cool storyline. Um, it came out on August twenty second, so also really recently uh, was released. It's got, I mean, it's got mostly positive reviews. There's like four hundred and thirty reviews, and seventy percent of them are positive. So that's kind of to me almost more of a mixed bag actually. But um, and so people are kind of saying that. Like the graphics are nice and the voice acting is really good, but it kind of seems like a lot of people are bitching that this isn't a game and this is more of like a uh, a, a movie. But they do it, advertise they, they that, that this is a cinema. Yeah, that's what yeah. I just said. <laughs> so, so when it comes to the reviews, you know, think about it. <laughs> so, but um, this is you crazy. know, otherwise, have you otherwise guys? Most of them are good. Who's watched uh, Black Mirror this last season? Oh, dude! I just started. It's crazy good. It's awesome. Yeah, the first two see the first two episodes are very meta. Like both yeah. of them reference Netflix. The first two episodes. Well, uh, and- Strawberry, Streamberry, yeah, Stream. Streamberry on one of them. Yeah. The other one's Netflix. Straight up. Oh, really? One. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's just it's you know we're we're getting to the point where it's just like looking at itself. Um, it's the AI is unnerving. Self aware. Yeah, I don't know how um, Black Mirror is um, because the vignettes don't have anything to do with each other in general. So I imagine uh, it's a different writer for each one, but you can kind of see what there's parallel thinking going on. It's really interesting. But um, just like Game Pass has dropped a ball on like really letting everybody know what it is and PC ga- some PC gamers out there and don't even know what Game Pass is. It's crazy just because they haven't marketed it right. Same thing. I feel the same way with um, Netflix. So if you have a Netflix um, subscription, subscription, there are games on your phone that you can get with that subscription without any other. But nobody knows about it. It's all just a secret. It's weird. So, but yeah, it is out play there. Play Immortality. I, yeah. I feel like what? do they try to they try to stick to games that have. Some sort of like cinematic, like Fort Solace would have been perfect, probably. I'm just guessing. I haven't played it, but you know. That's why I brought yeah. it up, Christian. Oh, but yeah, like a. Good See dude, what I did there? So, you're so smart. I know. Wow. I know, man. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks for the 187.36, dude. It was fucking great. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. That's not even the full amount. Would you but... say that that was a a really great highlight of the trip? You know, so it sounds what, like. What's that? Oh. Paying the 180 86 to a T. Was that, was that a highlight for you, Emilio, of him visiting? 
<laughs> I didn't even know who was in there. I I just he messaged me. He's like, "What? Are you, why are you sending me money?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all right. Well, I think we. Can I owe Emilio a lot more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fame. Yeah. Fame, fortune. He's a love, mean cuddler. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I get oh, a yeah. lot of love and affection from Emilio. A lot. That's true. A lot. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so moving on to <laughs> highlights. These are games Yikes. that we have been playing. Um, Yike Master, Bobby, do you want to tell us a bit about Force Engine? What's that like? Uh, the Force Engine is not a game. This is actually a source port for Dark Forces. So when they had talked about the, uh, or when I read about um, the remaster coming up, I started looking into. Uh, any sort of remasters or anything out there that had been made for the game already. And it turns out there was one and it's very good. Um, the force engine is not the game itself. So you still have to actually own the game, dark forces, whether it be on GOG or uh, the actual CD or if it's on steam, um, but you actually need a legit copy of the game. And then this, uh, this force engine installs on top of that and adds a whole bunch of stuff to it. Um, now, obviously, there's a. It makes the graphics better. Um, there's widescreen support. Uh, you know, it's like it's 4K, a decent screen rate. Um, but it also gives you other other really nice things that are lacking in a game from the mid 90s. Like uh, you can save your games, quick save, quick load, a lot easier. You can adjust them. You know, a big problem with a lot of these games. Um, first of all they don't run on newer operating systems. Now, if you buy it from GOG, they do a much better job of making sure that it'll run on, on newer machines. But uh, for the most part, they just, the, it's really hard to get them working on these newer, newer operating systems. Um, so, I mean, that's a challenge in and of itself. But then once you get that, the mouse is always way off because you'd have to imagine a mouse in the 90s on a 1024 by 768 resolution you know, that's very different from a mouse these days with like, you know, 1600 DPI on a 4K monitor. So a lot of times what happens is your mouse, you get the game running and then you move the mouse like just a just a centimeter and it just goes flying. Your character like spins around 360 <laughs> degrees. And in some cases, these games don't even have, you can't even adjust the slider enough to make it usable. So um, you do need things like this force engine here that, that lets you adjust the, the mouse sensitivity appropriately. Um, also just like the, you know, the field of vision, all the usual things that you need. Uh, it, it worked surprisingly well and was super easy to install. That's what impressed me the most. Um, like you just install it, you tell it where you have the game installed and then you load it up and it works right away. So I actually, I did start playing through some dark forces with this mod and I couldn't tell the music even sounded better, but I don't know if, I don't know, maybe it just seemed like that. Maybe I was hearing it for the first time on decent speakers or earbuds and not on like little two watt speakers from the nineties. And it sounded better because of that. But uh, yeah, that that game is um, when the remaster comes out and I play it, it's gonna be a bit of a chore. And that game is um, it's is it, long and, and, and confusing. 
Is it one hit shit, Bobby? If you get hit once, you're done, or is it one, uh, the damage no, that builds no. up? And then you, you have die? health, you have shields. Yeah, okay. it's especially if you're playing on like medium difficulty, it's not it's not too difficult. The hardest part about these games is finding out where you're supposed to go. Really, yeah. A lot of these older games like Doom, they they have a key system, so you've got to find the red key so to open the red door, and that takes you to the next area. Um, and in this game is the same thing. There's a lot of uh, Dark Forces 2 was the same as well. There's a lot of, um, like, you have to hit a switch over here, and then it opens up this panel here, and then you go through this door, and there's, like, a like a little puzzle or trick you need to figure out in order to, like, get to another section. And it, it, it's very creative, um, but I don't know. Just because the fidelity is so low and the graphics are so low quality, it just kind of makes things difficult to figure out. Um, but... I, I don't know. It's it's still a good game. Like this was a big deal back in the '90s because I don't think we had a Star Wars game quite like that. Like Dark Forces, and especially when the second one came out, man, that was. We need to do that, a video, Bobby. I don't know. We need to we need to do a video on all the Star Wars games. I would love to stream playing uh it, i feel like i could stream dark forces too because i could probably do like director's commentary on it at this point but um if you, if i were to stream dark forces it would be very boring you just like watch me being an idiot that can't figure something out and then it turns out to be the simplest thing um what i did notice about this force engine they added a um they understood that this was a problem so they added this little sound effect when you get close to an area that is important for progressing through the level and i didn't recognize it at first i was like why do i keep hearing that when i pass by this area and then i i i think i saw it somewhere in the options but yeah it, it like alerts you um when there's something you need to do which that's cool it might be cheating but honestly it um I think it's kind of necessary there for a reason, for Bobby. Game. Yeah, you know, I, I had the same problem. It, it, the worst case of this that I can remember is Turok. When I went back and played Turok, I never really played it when it <laughs> came out. I was aware of it, but then I went back and played it a couple years ago uh, when it when I got it on Steam, and that game is just again, it's got a key system. You've got to kept capture these i think they're crystals or something and they really hide these things and you just got to scour the map and even watching a play it's the maps are very non-linear too so even watching a playthrough online is very confusing it's trying it's hard to really get a sense of location like the geography is tough yeah man, they can games were, there'll be like a hundred hours of gameplay but they don't tell you 75 hours of that is fucking looking for these goddamn crystals <laughs> yeah yeah and then you watch somebody speed run it in like 35 minutes which is nuts but the best thing about morrowind is that the shrooms made noise the river shrooms right they made like a and then oh they do in skyrim too yeah yep yeah it's just it's just good game design and dark Force oh and that that same up. that same plant is in starfield um near root i want to say it glows oh, and it sings, right? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, crossing really cool. universes. Do you think Okay, this is this is kind of off off the beaten bird walking, but Starfield, all these planets, all these generated uh areas, why couldn't one be the planet of Tamriel, you know? Like at least the geography yeah. and plants and fauna and stuff of it. That would be cool. 
It would. Absolutely. Why Thanks. can't they? Yeah, it'd be amazing if you had Nern and you could just fly there. They're going to mod that in. Somebody's going to mod in the whole game of Skyrim into fucking Starfield. And you'll so. be able to laser blast fucking dragons. Mm, have any of you guys been so. to Antarctica? Nope. No, I have not. Christian? No. Wait, no? Oh my no. god. Well, I took a trip there playing South of the Circle, uh, <laughs> which is uh, a really fun game. I haven't played a point-and-click adventure ever like this, but just generally uh, in, in a long time. Uh, the dialogue options in this game are different shapes and they rep- they represent different emotions. So you don't rep- you don't know exactly what your character is going to play when you hit it. Sometimes I hit the angry emotion and the character is angry in a way that I didn't expect which ends up being good. Uh, and sometimes I mm. hit the straightforward button, uh straightforward shape and it ends up worsening my situation and I couldn't have really predicted that. So it's kind of cool, it keeps you on your toes. The story is you are a scientist who is studying the climate and visiting Antarctica during the Cold War. But, as you can probably expect, you know, there's spoilers. And the game is only like five or six hours long, so I don't want to spoil too much of it. But, basically, you're in Antarctica, and you're hallucinating because uh, it's cold, and uh, you're in a survival situation. And so you're doing flashbacks that kind of mirror what you're doing in Antarctica in the life you used to have in Britain when you were researching this climate. And it revolves around a relationship, and it's all very touching. Uh, the art is, like, screen-printed, um, I don't know, like, Soviet, like, old Soviet ad design. I don't yeah. know if this makes any Propaganda. sense. Propaganda. Yeah, it's, like, cut-out cut out paper clippings that are together. It, it's Hard cool. Hard to explain. Yeah, it, it looks good. It, it, it looks it, awesome. It's, it's unique, and I think the biggest thing, I, I'm not familiar with the developer, but the publisher is 11-Bit, Frostpunk, and um, Children of Morta, and a bunch of other stuff. They always they always publish these games that have like really rich stories, and they're not always RTSs, they're not always narrative builders, roguelikes, whatever. But like as long as they have a deep story that takes you places, uh, they seem to, to publish that game. So I'm looking out for 11-Bit as a publisher... You know, I was shocked that I liked this game that much um, and or this game that much. And it goes into my yearly goal of playing more of less games. I don't know if I told I don't think I've said this, but last year on the Steam recap, I realized, God damn, I'm playing so many games for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Am I really having fun? Like, am I really getting into any of these games enough to have fun? So I 100 percented this game and I'm kind of trying to take it more slowly this year. And uh, it's been a good time. Well, you finished it completely. Nice, finished man. it completely. Yep. You know what this reminds awesome. me of? At least the art style and what it looks like. Did you ever play? Do you remember um, like Among Us and all those like games that came after it? Like those like yeah. Yes. There was an ice one, right? There was mm-hmm. an ice one, and but yeah. the, the 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 idea was that like everybody there was like three D models, and it was it was in the ice. And the ship was constantly moving, and you had objectives to go do while the ship was moving. Like you had to like go get oh, food yeah, yeah. or whatever. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this reminds me of it so much. I I thought it was the same dev. It looked like it so much. So like I was it Project it, Winner? No. Project Winner it is. That I think yeah. Right. You're. I think you're right. Yeah. Project. Christian, Winner. if yeah, you were gonna say the one. single 
the single best selling point of this game is the story. Say, the definitely the story. the story. Yeah. And okay. I don't know if anyone is I'm I'm not the biggest point and click fan, but when the story is like this good, it, it's basically like you're watching a movie, right? You barely do anything. It just unfolds in front of you. Um and uh, you won't be disappointed if if you're a fan of story and video games. If you're not like Bobby and you hate the fun and nice things that gaming has to offer us, um, pick it up. Uh, I didn't mention the price. It's fourteen dollars Canadian. That's fourteen decals. That's probably two dollars American or something ridiculous these days. Uh, which you're getting, like it's just really good value, really good game, really good publisher. Check it out. Now. I'm not shitting on South of the Circle. I, I think they did something very nice here. Um, I just want to know, uh, let you know that um, Baldur's Gate 3 has a better story and the and the interactions <laughs> with the characters are even uh, more intense. So just there, just waiting for just, you to play Yeah, at any just point. At any point. Um, yep. Have you played Baldur's Gate, Emilio? I have not as much as anybody else, though. But you've been uh, enjoying it, so every literally everyone here has played it. Correct, except yeah. for yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I see and, how it is. Uh, North of the border and south of the border situation going on. The battle lines are drawn. Traditionally, I don't think they put their games on sale anytime soon. Um, I'm fine yeah. with the price. Yeah. I just I just want to make sure that when I buy it, I'm I'm like ready to pick it up and like dive into it. Because like the yeah. time commitment seems so huge, I, I just don't want to pay that much money for something if I'm not ready to like heads over heels it, you know. Just do it before so, you, you have a baby because you're not gonna have any time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As someone who has one and I get about yeah. two to four hours of free time that's sacrificing my sleep to do so. Yeah, yeah, doing before. We have yeah, you sac- you end up so, sacrificing sleep. What I what I will end up saying, uh, sniper is if you really want to devote like the free time or whatever or or you want a, a different way to look at the game look at each chapter as different games and the, and the reason i say that because as someone who's completed the first chapter and the second chapter besides all the abilities and the characters they play very differently Damn. the emotions and the story is very different between the two and that's all i can say without spoilers it is you go from happy fun town to sad fucking deprived area of grossness. And it, it, if you treat the two, if you treat each act like different games and you can be like, Hey, you know, Rian, let's buy Baldur's gate. Let's put in, you know, 30 hours into the first act. Cause you can do act one and 30. You can do act one in 12 hours. If you really want fucking want to, um, but let's put 20 or 30 hours into act one and let's see how we like the game. And then, because Act One is a game in itself, to be honest. There's so much fucking shit to do, and if you like it, can you continue on to Act Two? And if you like Act Two, and non spoiler alert, uh, J.K. Simmons is in the game, and he does a fucking killer job uh, being his character. Um, and that was enough of a motivation for me to play Act Two. Um, I feel like so Larian that, pays uh, you guys. I feel like they pay all of you. No, I feel like what you it is on... is we finally have a fucking game that's not like Diablo or some other bullshit where it feels like you have to pay some sort of fucking battle pass every time you want to fucking play the game or you have to grind a thousand hours to proceed or be able to play with your friends and you can play whenever you want and you can do whatever you want 
and you can enjoy the fucking story. And, and there's, there's so, so many decisions. I'm just, <laughs> I know it's amazing. a good, I know the game's amazing. You guys have sold me. It's just my Stop personal. Stop being a cheap son of a bitch and buy the game. Or you know, a, my, you, convince a user to buy it my, for you. I don't my know. Real li- shady. I, I know when my real life friends are messaging me about a game that like it has penetrated the, like it's no longer a gaming thing. It is like a mainstream fucking like you're just a contrarian. Like, you don't like it because everybody yeah, he's else. A contrarian. Likes it. No, yeah. no, I like she it. No, I like it. 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 Fine. I like it, but I won't buy bot. it. I won't play fine. it. Enjoy bot. it. Fine. Fucking bot. Fucking bot. Bro Join for us. <laughs> but you have to buy two. You have to buy two. You have to buy two copies. You have to buy yeah. two copies. If you don't play with the, if you don't play with Rianne, I'm gonna be so upset with you, dude. Okay, now I Leslie, have Leslie so just upset. bought the game, and now I have to join her play. <laughs> I, have, I have fucking deliverables. I gotta. Oh, the demands sure. just keep increasing here. Now, not only do you have to play it, now Rianne has to play yeah. it, and you have to play yeah. it together. And you have yes. to enjoy it, okay? You're this sick, is, Emilio. This is all of your bros right, coming at you back. like a fucking force. And so, you know, there we go. That's oh. the transition. All right, Emilio, tell us a bit about bro force because you've been I playing talk that about besides the... forcing your bro play Boulder's Gate. <laughs> 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 I do want to talk about the only game on the list that is better than Baldur's Gate 3. It's fucking bro force. Um, <clears throat> what? It, <laughs> it's kind of a troll, but I, I really love this game. I've played it, uh, I don't know, six years now. I have 50 hours in it, um, and it's not a game you're supposed to put 50 hours in. It, um, if you'll know what it is. It's like 2D, very pixelated uh, versions of 80s action heroes reimagined uh and you in the side scroller game, and um, you usually die by the chaos that's happening, not the enemies. Um, so much happens, you know. It's it's one of these games where you shoot something that explodes, that triggers some other thing, and then there's a, this Rube Goldberg machine of chaos that rains down on you, and you have to fucking dodge it all. Um, but after, I don't know how many years, probably three years since their, four years since their last update, they came up with their last update, which is bro force forever. And it was free with six new bros. I couldn't even believe it. So, um, Bobby, um, you like movies. Uh, I'm going to give you their bro version of the name. And I want you to tell me either what movie it's from or the character. Okay. All right. You ready? Let's start off really easy just so we all know what we're doing here. Uh, Robocop, obviously, is Robocop. Yeah, that's what that's what they do. They put oh. bro in every name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a tough one. S- Snake Broskin. Oh. <laughs> uh, Snake Pliskin. There you go. Very nice. Um <laughs> Brodel Walker. Uh, Rodell Walker. I I don't know. Is that like Walker, Texas Ranger or something? I don't know. Yes, who that is very very Tars. nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have Dirty Brory. That's a, like that's a, a stretch. Yeah, dirty. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of our stretch. Indiana Brones. 
so easy. Um, Ash Bro Broliams. Ash Williams from the Evil Dead. Okay, we're gonna have to get harder here. Brochetti. <laughs> uh, machete. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go really hard here. Not Mister and the Bro. That's too easy. The Brocateer. Too easy. Um, oh, actually, the Brocateer. What is that? The Rocketeer. All right. The <laughs> brain is <laughs> cherry broling. No way you get it. Uh, cherry broling. Cherry broling. No, I don't know that one. Uh, there's a, a character in uh, Planet Terror that has a machine gun for a leg. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one. All right. Yeah. Two more. Two more. Two more. Right. The Broad. It's a girl. And she's blonde. I don't know. The bride, uh, which is um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Last one. Last one. Last one. It's getting obscure. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Kill Bill is not obscure, dude. I haven't seen it. Uh, the, yeah, but if I, if, I, if I were to say the bride, no one's going to think Kill that's Bill. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You'd have to say the bride from Kill Bill. Yeah. Um, okay, last one here. Uh, Desperado, bro. A little too on the nose. Okay, Brophy. 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 Bro, Brophy. 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 I don't know. It's, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. oh, okay. I if I saw that written, I probably would have got it. Probably would have yeah, got it. I don't know. It's pronounced it perfect, perfectly. Um, Demolition, bro. Okay, never mind. Uh, it's super fun, guys. Uh, oh, I, I love this game. Um, and it's one, it's one of these games where the more people you add, they don't have to add more enemies because the likelihood of you killing each other is much, much higher than um, the enemies killing you. Like, there's just random explosions going off all the time. Bromelio. Love this game. Exactly. Bromelio. Brobby. Brobby, yeah. Chris the Bro. Chris the bro. Uh, a man. A man. Bro. A, a man bro. A man bro. A man bro. A man bro. And brick. Bro. 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 I like brick. Brick, <laughs> brick is great. We're but, like Nick bro. Dude, it's, dude, this game came out. <clears throat> right, let me say. This game came out in 2015, and they just updated it. Overwhelmingly positive. Cool. 43,000. 45,000, basically, uh, 44,000 reviews, 97%. I mean, come on. I got to Amazing. Pay. I'll be back. <gasps> oh. Okay. <laughs> Armored Core 6. How many? Wait. Did you guys like it? <laughs> yeah, like, you guys all laughed. I didn't expect you guys to laugh. Little I, I, Don't what say it, What I'm laughing at is the fact that it played okay, yeah. and he, by the time you played it, he was his earphones were already off. He's already on pea brain. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He doesn't care about anything that happens in this point of time in he the has podcast. Brain. He, did, he has pea brain. He he just cares about going pee and then getting another drink. Okay, you should play yeah. it when he gets back. Yeah, you should. That sits down. Yeah. Okay. Armored Core Six. How many cores are yeah. armored? Uh, a lot, actually. Um, so I, I ended up getting to play this for about like two, two and a half hours. 
Um, boy, howdy, does it still remind me of the older ones to play. Um, they did not change much of the formula of the game at all. Um, but they did update a lot of things, uh, especially the the controls. Uh, for those who don't know, Armored Core used to have the most fucking obscure controls known to mankind for a console game. Uh, if you Google and you, or YouTube uh, Armored Core Grip, you would see that people held the controller at like a weird 30-degree angle, almost vertically. Uh, uh, it was gross. And um, However, now uh, they've kind of streamlined everything. You can remap buttons and stuff like that, but... Even then, uh, the targeting there's two main targeting systems. Uh, one that's kind of like Dark Souls like, where you can uh, lock onto a target and then move the stick to the right, and then it'll just move to the next target. Um, and then the old school targeting system, where you have like a reticle in the center, and whatever target is closest to the reticle in the center, your weapons will lock onto. Um, in my opinion, that's the best one only because like missiles are a big part of this game and missile systems are a big part of this game. Um, and locking on to multiple things is way easier just to drag your, your aiming than it is to keep tapping it to be able to lock on to multiple things. Is this a um, beat em up game? Like I know nothing about no. armored core. So I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, other than that, the what like what the fuck is Armored Core and why why are they making another one? Uh, I'm what I'm guessing is they're tired of making fantasy games that outsell everything like um, Elden Ring, and so they decided to make an old beloved game called Armored Core. Um, there's not much story. Okay, you're a mercenary on this planet. The planet has like a resource that is incredibly important. It's a non-open world game. It's a mission-based game. So. What it is is like you have these contracts and the contracts would be like, go destroy these transport helicopters and, uh, you know, whatever defending forces are around them. Or it'll be like, go destroy this other company's armored core pilots and armored core suits before they can get in them and stuff like that. And usually something random happens or something unexpected happens. It's totally expected. Like, go destroy those transport helicopters. Oh, no, they had humanitarian supplies. Now the oh, fucking territorial no. defense. Oh, oh no. no, everyone's mad at you. Uh, Ugh, but no one really worst. gives a fuck about the story. Uh, they, care, they care about the, um, like the custom ability. Um, typically, you have four weapons, but technically, I think you can have six weapons. Um, you have a weapon for your left arm, your right arm, your left shoulder, and your right shoulder. You can have, like, cannons, miniguns, laser guns all kinds of shit, laser swords, glaives, all that kind of stuff. The game can be as slow as or as fast as you want it. So is this like a narrative um, adventure? Is this like a point and click? No, it's not a point and click. It is very much like a gliding twitch fucking mobile, like a gliding. Mobile? No, not, not mobile. I was going to say mobile. What is, Gundam, but, what is the game? Uh, is it like Elden Ring? Is it like combat like Elden Ring? Like, so kinda... it's third person. It's okay. very twitchy. It's very like you're dodging gunfire and um, missiles and things like that, and you're constantly moving. Uh, it's a mech game that is high, like very fast paced. It's not like Mech Warrior where like you're stomping around, and you're really slow, oompa and things loompa. like that. Like you, con- you constantly have like your 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 jets on where you're like kind of like floating above the surface and you're like skating around above the ground. Um, you can fly and you can like do this like dash that you can run into stuff and like 
and uh, like destroy them that way. But what ends up happening is the design now has become like you do a bunch of missions and then you'll fight like a boss and the boss will be like an Elden Ring kind of boss. Like will they have extremely telegraphed moves where you either have to like dodge or hide or like use a defensive ability one thing or another that you need to do and then you beat the boss right <laughs> most of the time you're not going to beat the bosses in one try uh and it, it, the game's not that hard and it's not that easy i've died a couple times already um only because like you'll be blindsided by things right like you'll go into like a quarry or like you'll go into like a valley and there'll be like 10 fucking missile systems around the corner and you just get blown to shit and you're like oh okay i should have checked um but it's only $59 compared to games that are like 70 bucks. Um, everyone's giving it an eight, eight and a half out of 10. I completely agree. I have nostalgia goggles on it. So I, I'd give it like a nine out of 10. Um, but I agree with an eight, eight and a half. I would say pick this game up on a sale when it's like 30 or 40% off. Um, apparently it's about 20 to 40 hours long, depending on if you're trying to get all the parts. Um, and PVP is like, Fuck, it's another dimension, dude. You think fighting game people are try hard at PvP? Imagine people that get to customize every part of a robot and then they fight in arenas. And... That sounds fun. The way you're describing no, it fun. sounds like it's not fun. You're like, eh, no, 8 it... out of 10. Eh. No, the game is extremely fun. But oh, like if you compare it to if you compare it to like a Baldur's Gate where there's like story and you give a fuck about oh, like what's going on. God, Jesus, you peep so you're comparing fucking... it. You people in your oh, right. you can't help God it. Of War, you can't help the last it. You of can't us. help it. That's right. Uh, uh, any other story based eating, eating supper game, it's got a nine out of eating a ten. supper for twenty dollars. Well, it's not Baldur's Gate. Fuck, like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Baldur's Gate costs me sixty bucks. <laughs> you know how many? You know how many suppers they could buy me? Oh my god. Um, but now, uh, like I said, I would definitely wait if you if you're not a huge fan of Armored Core, um, or if you're not it. Um, or if you're looking for something new to play and you want to play like a mech game or like a really fast paced game, Armored Core is the way to do it. I know a $60 price tag for something is kind of steep. Uh, so I'd just say wait on a sale unless you like are really into games like this. But I liked it a lot. I like it. I'm still playing it. I'm playing on PS5. Dwarves. No, you just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, just... No, I'm not getting it. Dwarves, glory, death, and loot. Okay, I'm just going to get this out of the fucking way. Guys, spoiler alert. This isn't Baldur's Gate, okay? So can we not? Can we just not? Okay. What is this game? Uh, It is the game I enjoyed most on Steam Next Fest demo. They had this demo out, and basically, as far as I can tell, not a lot has changed from the game. It was really fun during Steam Next Fest. I think they just added further progression. Uh, it is a 2D side scroller, very pixelated roguelike where you uh, gather a team of dwarves and you assign them and buy them items in this build phase. And then you click battle and it's an auto battler. You don't even have to click, do anything. You just see your little dwarves fight the goblins. You can speed it up up to five times in case you hate watching the battle, which I've started to do. And it, it ends, you get an amount of gold, you maybe get some loot, you, you're uh dwarves gain more xp and this is so fucking addicting it's an early access so i didn't want to like wear out its time because i do want to get to the end of the game there's like boss battles and all this cool stuff that they have 
but I still put, I think, like 10 hours into it. Uh, on Steam, they describe the game as perfect for slacking off during work. And yeah, it's dangerous. I agree. Yes, it is perfect for slacking off during work. Each battle takes like 20 seconds, 15 seconds. A build phase probably takes the same amount of time. That's the gameplay loop, right? It's nothing super strategic. Uh, there's six classes in the game, and your dwarf changes class based on its primary weapon. Easy. It's easy. You want to change your dwarf class? Just give him another weapon. He'll still be the same level, so it doesn't matter that much. You can try out a, def- a bunch of different strategies. Um, the game is $11. eleven ninety-nine. I mean, that's my pitch. Not not it's, is this it's your first... Um, is this your first uh, idle game? I don't know if it's an idle game. No, you don't think an, so, huh? I think it's an auto battler. It it won't isn't an idle game like it'll play in the background and then you log in and you have to like click a bunch of stuff and you get is that what an idle game is? Um well you're sending I think this is an idle game, dude. You're setting up your characters and then you send them into battle and then you don't have any control over the battle itself, right? Unless you wanted to. I'm calling that uh, an auto battle. Usually, idle games are a little different. This is similar, but not quite the same. So mm. an idle game usually doesn't require any interaction, but if you choose to interact with it, then you have added benefits. So it uh, this looks like there's two phases to the game, like a, a preparation, planning, purchasing oh, phase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It even says auto chess in the, in the description. It is so this looks good. Actually, I may addicting. check this out. It is so, it is so addicting. <laughs> not, it is... That's not what I need right now. I mean, is it like Baldur's Gate three addicting though? <laughs> Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably it's, it's got like, it, it's, it's kind of like a slot machine, you know, like I see the little things come up and they go and it's like yeah. Ooh, uh, a purple item and two blues. Yes. Put them on my dwarves. Hit start battle. The battle doesn't matter because um, <laughs> it's sped up five times. I can't even tell what's going on, but mm-hmm. uh, the game is incredibly fun. And I think good call out would probably be uh, just the amount of different weapons and items they there are keeps it fresh enough. Um, yeah. all the items after the, after your characters hit three or four times, they get like an ultimate ability and they all look super cool and they all do a lot of damage and crazy shit. Um, and yeah, it just, the variety keeps you on your toes. Also enemies will keep changing up and keep you on your toes. You'll have to kind of change your strategy a bit. Uh, dwarves, glory, death and loot. Oh, important note. Um, I bought this because Burn Division put it in the Discord, and he said, I've been playing this game, and it's good. I recognized it off Steam Next Fest, and I said, yeah, awesome. So Burn Division, thank you for supporting these developers. Now they have the DLG bump, so you know, I think they're going places. Wait, is this something you're promoting? You didn't even tell us, you son of a bitch. No, I'm not promo- I'm promoting it on this podcast because it's a good game. Yeah, 75%. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500 uh, reviews. That's where we're at. But it looks intriguing, actually. The more I look at it, the more I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks, yeah. It looks a bit addicting. I can see how it's addicting. And I can see why, you know, you're poo-pooing a little bit on Baldur's Gate 3 of that addiction because you're already addicted. You've got to... 
you got to purge some things to make room for others because i don't know that My whole well, life is I don't just know. managing don't addiction that's what it feels like you know yeah that's definitely the plight of a gamer as well sometimes that's you know? modern day shit now actually it's crazy. <laughs> yeah yeah that's some <laughs> that's some real gross. shit <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I got no room to talk. I'm absolutely addicted to Baldur's Gate 3, for sure. Because uh, that's that's all I've been playing. I have about five campaigns that I'm rotating with. And it's too much. Uh, wow. Five is definitely <laughs> too, too much. much. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't do more than two or three, dude. But it's it's too juggling. much. What ends up happening? Yeah, Athletics what ends check. up happening? Pass. Every day you're juggling. Facts. Yeah. Well, is it pass? I don't know. It's kind of hit and miss. I guess it depends. But... Yeah, I've got some good ones. I've got some good highlights from some different ones. And so, like, one of the campaigns I'm in, uh, it's me, Lotion, Tagloro, and my boyfriend, and we're all evil. We're super evil. We, like, kill everybody and then try to, like, fuck all of the evil people. Kind of. I don't really think that we were trying to fuck everybody, but we definitely fucked Minthara, and that was wild. Um, how do you guys feel about, like, are you sleeping with any of the enemies? Sleeping with any of the people? Are you trying to? Enemy, I ain't sleeping with no enemies, but you know, I got one one girl that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can pretty much call it. What's, weird, what's weird is that, um, there is without spoiling anything, one of the characters just randomly tries to fuck you, and it's not one of the ones that you expect. Um, and when that happened, I'm like, whoa, man, calm down. <laughs> down, boy. <laughs> so you and fucked them You fucked them collectively, Amanda? Like you had a foursome? So it was uh, really surprising. I don't think we were planning on it at all. It was kind of like uh, one of the evil chicks was really excited at our power and was like, I'm going to show you guys how much I appreciate you tonight. It wasn't all four. It was one person. Um, Uh We all watched. So that's... (laughs) You you guys are sick. You're sick. Baldur's Gate. Sick. (laughs) So... I was not expecting it to uh, to go that way, and definitely neither were the other three people I was playing with. We all were like, "Wow, this is this is really." This explicit. is It <laughs> 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 was pretty funny too. Is like my character in that playthrough. I have like a male warlock who looks like he's straight up out of like a Christian metal band, which is really funny. Um, he's naked at camp all the time. He's always naked. And so any cutscenes that happen, it's uh it's hilarious. It's just like <laughs> it's just some emo looking dude with all this eye makeup and a huge long like <laughs> um Viking beard, just dick and balls Dude's out. Then, cock. Yeah, well yeah, the big old big old cock and balls like walking around just naked and then we've got a little red headed dwarf and we've got like um a tiefling. And yeah, and uh, I'm fucking blanking on what Tag's character is. But like, either way, nobody is an emo dude with his dick out in every cutscene. So it's pretty fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a good playthrough. And it's really interesting being like super evil and leaning into everything as well. Yeah. Um, like, have you guys been leaning into the uh, Illithid and like the Mind Flayer shit? So here. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, without, I don't want to spoil anything because it's annoying to spoil shit for people. Um, I am. Oh. See, he's gone. He didn't, he didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. Um, I'm an oathbreaker paladin, right? 
Ah. So my freedoms of being able to choose what I want to choose compared to playing like a normal paladin is like way more open. Um, now the way I'm playing the game is not Nicholas. Are you playing the game as Nicholas? No, I'm playing it as a character that I made for D and D, and like he's a low intelligence person who's like an an exorcist that always just wants to help like the common person. But when he gets overwhelmed, he's just like, other people take care of it. I just hit shit, right? And so usually I'll take the the inference or like the the companionship like uh advised responses to like conversational pieces and stuff like that. Or like if there's a quest and there's like a, a specific party like member needs to go like doesn't need to go do it, but there's something that you need to do, I usually will bring that party member if it's their quest. Because most of the quests for like for example, there's a character that everybody meets, no matter how many times you play the game, where you go, you're going to meet a character named Will, right? You can do his whole quest line without even him being in your party once. And so what I will do is if I'm doing something that involves Will, I will bring Will, and I will have Will give me his inference. Does that always work? No, because the game doesn't want you to do that. So sometimes your characters will even give advice on other characters' problems, right? Um, Gale might be like, well, Will's problem fucking sucks, but maybe he shouldn't have made a fucking deal with the devil, right? <laughs> um, and so, literally. Um, but the thing is, so, like, that's the way I'm playing the game. I'm RPing as the character that I, that I played. So, no, oh, I, I haven't super leaned into the fucking evil shit. Yeah, that's fair. I have another playthrough where I really, like, do the role-playing uh, with that and not be evil. The other like campaign that I'm in with Tag and Lotion, because uh, we have two of them, and we're definitely a lot nicer. Like Tag is a paladin and does not want to be fallen. So we're doing everything really good. There's a campaign I'm playing where my boyfriend and I are also being really good. We just killed everybody in the in the goblin camp, which was very hard, uh, at least to me, because that was one of the things I wanted to talk about too, was like the amount maybe I'm bad, but the amount of relogging <laughs> and reloading saves is very high in this game. But at least for me, I don't know. There's there's one playthrough I have, one campaign where we're not changing anything. Um, at, like all the decisions you make or what you stick with. Um, but then unless you die. And we're now starting to get to the point where we're dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that feels like reloading until we get our strategy figured out. But then again, like when I'm playing with the four us four evil baddies or the uh you know tag and lotion <laughs> they call that the baddie run but yeah like or or when i'm playing the good guys with tag and lotion like i don't really think we die that much so maybe maybe it's just the design of like the the players but i don't know have you guys run into that like do you guys die a lot do you end up reloading or you uh you know one save dave and you do pretty great all the way through. i got a question um yeah what what if a character dies and you continue to play can you, you can't you can do that, but the game. So I had one of those moments in Act Two, yeah. but the game was like, "Hey, idiot! You may want to revive this person, okay? Like, don't forget. But you can continue if you want, but don't forget this person's still dead. You can revive them. Like, it, like it very much like is like, hey, yeah, go revive that person. Now there are moments where characters die where you cannot revive them, and mm. I learned that the hard way. Um, so hey, you know, you live and you learn. One of our playthroughs, I'm pretty sure Will got eviscerated, like exploded. Like I can't, oh I can't revive him. He gone. 
he gone. Like, yeah. not when. He's gone. I mean, I want to hear. Devil, he's gone. I want to hear your best playthrough, and then I want you. To, I want to hear your worst. Like, I want you to rank your best and worst playthroughs. Oh, and boy. on your worst one, I really want you to drive down why it's the worst. Like, why you think it's the worst. That's going to be calling out people directly. You mean like the like campaigns? Yeah, oh, well, some drama. All right, well, well, in a way that's kind of easy. Like the worst <laughs> one is my solo play because I've signed up for too many with too many people, and so like my solo play just kind of gets shit on. That one's definitely the worst. I'm not very far in it. I think the best one is uh, to me like a toss up between the one I have where my boyfriend and I, where he is like a shadow monk, and I am like this dragonborn. Uh, just barbarian fighter but i do think that my favorite playthrough really is the four baddies because it's hilarious and we and it's easy like none of us need to sit there and be like well we would do this we would do this. we're like no nah, we're gonna fucking kill them right yeah we're yeah, gonna there's no kill question them. There's, there's no, no question, question. we're assholes so like <laughs> we just roll through being dicks and it's great and so i i just love it I feel like we Nick pretty is much murder everything yeah so here, here's the thing a lot of people go Oh, that's easy. Just be evil, right? But as the game progresses, there's different flavors of evil, and it's the best fucking part. As like, <laughs> and you well, see that, and you get to choose what evil teams you want to be a part of. Well, but that's part of why I love that playthrough is because I wasn't ex- like I was expecting it to be more like uh, you know this or that instead of it being such a spectrum of evil. Like I don't really know too many games that dive into a story like that with so many different degrees of the route that you could go. And so even now, like doing the baddies, it's like, sure. It's kind of easy that we all are assuming and all know that we're evil, but like there are how evil, are thi- we? How evil exactly. And like, Jeez. how does the story change with this? You know what I mean? It, so like, to me, it, I, I really love that playthrough. It's my favorite is the evil baddies, but then probably the couple, like the couples campaign is my number two. Cause that one's been really fun. You, you can, that, uh, so that's the so, lowest rank. That's the highest rank. The highest ranks, yeah. The lowest rank is my solo play because I never get to play it. That in, um, I had another one where I was a bard, and I haven't really played that one that much because, uh, I mean, the people I was playing with, like, they just, it's just, I don't know, it's not meshing as well. Like, it's just not as good. Yeah, it's not feeling <laughs> it. You're not feeling it's, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Part of it could be that I just didn't really crack the bard that well either because I just don't really like playing it as much, but. I'm surprisingly really enjoying playing the barbarian fighter. Normally I don't play tanky melee kind of characters. And so it's been really fun playing her and her and my boyfriend in the morality, we kind of line somewhere a little bit more in the middle actually. So like we we've talked out like every option and kind of decided together of like what we want to do. And we are lining somewhere more of a neutral spot where we're selecting some things where a little bit assholeish maybe, but ultimately like trying to do kind of the good thing as well it just it just kind of depends on the situation rude but not a dick mm-hmm. yeah um bobby uh tell me about boulder's gate uh so i'm continuing to play you know one thing that i miss is the crafting <clears throat> it seems like there's not a lot or any crafting in this game at least not that i've, I've discovered yet and that was a big part of divinity but also there could just be things that I'm not aware of, ways you can use these items that you pick up. I feel like rope was a really valuable item in, in the other games, and I haven't figured out what to do with it yet in this game. 
but I don't know. I've still got a lot to learn. Okay. Um, nothing. So nothing cool <laughs> happened or you didn't kill anything or there wasn't uh, a moral dilemma or, uh, you know, four weeks I, ago. No, I mean, yeah, there was, all I that, don't know but, what to do with this rope. Okay. Four <laughs> weeks ago, Emilio, you said Bobby explains stuff by what he doesn't like about it. And I explained, <laughs> you were like, how's Baldur's getting? He's like, eh, there's no crafting. What? Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, cut down fun. trees because that's Bobby's favorite. This game has so little wrong with it that he, it's very hard for him to talk about it. So, <laughs> did you? Did, no, I. You no, got the paladin been, class understood? No. Better. It's going better. I understand it a little bit better. Um, and I, I think I know what village you're talking about. I'm still not super far in the game, but I did. I feel like I'm really hard on goblins. Like I might be racist towards goblins in this game. I don't <laughs> no. know what it is. <laughs> You're not well, racist little towards shits. goblins. It's just that all <laughs> the goblins are corrupted. <laughs> so it's very okay. hard to be like, oh, these goblins are all right. No, they're all <laughs> fucking evil, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's it. Yeah, because I'm playing a paladin. And I'm trying to be like, you know, like I usually play a paladin, like a good guy. But then every time I run into a goblin, I'm like, let's just fucking kill this guy. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, yeah. let's just fucking kill them. And that's part of as Bobby, a uh, question on Paladin and how it works. Um, if Can you decide to add a smite after you know that it hit, or you have to decide before? Now, so it gives you an opportunity to add that. I think you can set it up to where it automatically adds it every time, but it, when it gives you those opportunities where even if somebody else hits and then there's... I, I can't remember what that's called in D and D, but you can choose to like add something to it. It goes by super quick, and I always miss it. I, I gotta uh, be yeah, more it's a, aware it's a, of it's that. A, it's a bonus action, right? And as long as you have a bonus mm-hmm. action still on your turn, so I'm playing paladin. And when you do, when you like your character's about to hit, and it's like, so when you choose divine smite, there's actually five divine smites. There's like reaction, uh, critical strike. Uh, uh, and all these and like reactionary critical strike, and so the game will tell you, you're about to crit. Would you like to cast divine smite and do additional damage? And you're like, yeah, no fucking shit, I would like to do that. Unless you're killing like a, a thing with ten health, then you don't want to set like do thirty eight damage to it and waste a spell slot. Um, and so yeah, playing paladin uh, blows when it comes to doing AOE, but hitting one thing really hard does is really fun. Bobby, what's the what's your character's name? Identify yourself. Uh, it's Dwarf Paladin, dude. Dude, okay. you don't know the Legend of DP? <laughs> the Legend yeah. of DP. <laughs> All right. Legend. Sasha Short Gray had uh, started. <laughs> All right. We're done with Baldur's Gate 3 for I this week. Never. That's our, our weekly dose of Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to to speaking with animals. I think that's such an underrated uh, spell that everybody should indulge in. It's pretty entertaining and funny. We have talked about it briefly before, but I have found that sometimes, depending on where you are, you can use the animals to your advantage in ways as well. Um, it's a gr- like it's a spiders. great little spot in home games too, because like it forces DM to speak as a mouse or a fucking a snake or whatever, you know. Yeah, all the I cats are assholes, a... by the way. Yeah, all the I haven't all the encountered cats are too many cats. You'll meet some. Uh, 
I didn't really appreciate talking to spiders. Those were kind of creepy, but they ended up <laughs> coming in clutch, though. Yeah, but the spiders are cr- like they're creepy because like as soon as I opened up this one door, there was like this big ass fucking spider that ran right up into my face, and she was just like, "Yes, I want to eat and rip off your flesh." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Why don't you go eat <laughs> some goblins?" And she was like, "Yeah, they sound great." And then she killed a bunch of goblins, and I was like, "Word, thanks, homie." <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily she died before I had to talk to her at the into the battle because i was like i don't want to fucking talk to you gross i'm still hungry oh fuck like well at least you know at least you always attack the weakest one right you make them fight each other and then attack whichever one survives yeah are we plugging in subbing are you guys uh, gonna plug your royalty links or whatever they're paying you oh jesus yeah nothing i love that we gave uh gray to bobby so you could just come in with that fucking gray just like Dark forces. <laughs> if we could have Bobby's monotone voice as a color, what would it be? <laughs> that was actually his third favorite color, and it's not even there. <laughs> After it's black just, oh and white. God. No, well, you, you met, I didn't realize this is what it was for, but Christian messages me and says, what's your favorite color? And he messages me all the time with just random bullshit like that. So I was like, okay, it's, That's not it's neon green. <laughs> I'm nowhere oh my near god, near did my everybody say color. green? I said horse green, yeah. <laughs> did anybody get their favorite color? Because I did it. No. Mine's you green. Said you said ro- oh, Okay, everyone, whatever. I did my best. Everyone yeah, said a different shade of green. <laughs> it sounds like, like everybody green. said a different shade of green. <laughs> I did my best. I did my best, and you can do your best, too, by supporting us on Patreon for $5 a month. What do you get? Yeah. Shirt, shirts. Stickers, maybe one day. A green name in Discord. Our undying love. If you enjoy our podcast, that's really appreciated. A lot of it goes to DLGCon, so we really invest it back at the end of every year. Uh, to throw a big gaming party, which is a lot of fun. Nick, what's uh, going on with the stickers? Uh, you're in charge of stickers. You're the sticker department. Nick, the sticker department, guys. What's going Nick- on? Nick, the sticker department guy, hasn't gotten very many submissions, so I may have to go to an in-house solution to get a custom design. It looks like we're getting a new DLG logo from what what people have told me and what uh, users I've messaged. And uh, we were thinking about doing uh, a sticker for each cast member and then combining them all into one thing. However, that was going to be a pain in the butt because that was going to be like $700 in art fees. Uh, so... We'll see what's going on because it, it might just end up being one copy of Baldur's Gate uh, to design a new <laughs> fucking since Baldur's Gate's new currency uh, to get a new sticker design. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, we just, well we're all waiting, bated breath. I like how Emilio Thanks, just delegated this sticker duty to Nick and the, like ripped. I it did, in. dude. I did like six months ago. I've been waiting for stickers. Dude, we were waiting six months before that for you to finish the sticker. I know. It's like I'm punting the sticker ball. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, We forgot to shout out King Tyron last week. He subscribed for seven months. Yes, sir. Thank you. A little over half a year. We appreciate it, dude. Thanks, Ken. Uh, And then we got today, we got Tommy Hill subscribing for four months. He says bread, butter, and sugar. Is Is that what he said? Is that why you put that there? I'm assuming, yeah. Christian. Yeah, that's that's what okay. he said. I don't know what it means. I don't know. No, I he was meant, that was in response thing. to something. 
Oh, God, we were talking about something and he said that and it made sense. We should really interact with chat more. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Well, listener questions. Listener questions. Let's get to it. We've got just a few here. First one from Zap. Why is the animated server banner on Discord a kid playing Mario in front of a TV? And I am wondering that as well. I think Christian said that. Yes, I am wondering that as well. Uh, when Discord uh, was unveiling their animated server banners, I was trying to make it work, and I was just using DLG to test, and that's why it's like that. It was like the first animated gaming thing that I found. But we can have another one. Jen's made an awesome little end slate uh, pixel GIF for us that I think would work way better there. So maybe I should use that, right, guys? Yeah, it sounds the like one that plays at the end of the but... show. Yeah, the one that I, plays well, it's the very the small. The this animated server banner just shows up in the top left corner, right? It's it's pretty small, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's I don't small. Know. Oh, oh, it's small. Small but mighty. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's not very big. Um, we should think of something cool. Uh, Nick, maybe you could have uh, like someone design that or something. <laughs> I can get it done. I don't know how much money it's going to cost, but I can get it done. <laughs> Whatever we want. <laughs> maybe it'll be yeah. each one of us, each one of our faces reacting to Baldur's Gate, and we'll have that just, like pixelated and switched. We'll see. <laughs> we might have some stuff on the on this server, but I don't know if it's any good. I think initially I had put the payday wallpaper I had made up there, which I don't know how good that would look at a small resolution, but yeah, we're, we're hurting for, uh, in the graphic department. All right. Next question from zap last week, Bobby mentioned movies like Terminator and RoboCop that retcon certain films from Canon. Halloween has done this I'm running out of screen here. Has also done this as yeah. Halloween has also done this. What game series do you think should have done one of its entries should have one of its entries retconned and remade. Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. I don't know. I feel like we had the the trilogy and then Mass Effect Andromeda just kind of like hopped in there and was like, hey, check me out. And like everyone was like, first of all, you're a bad game. And second of all, (laughs) nobody cares anymore. (laughs) Maybe people still care about Mass Effect. I I don't know. I'm just saying retcon it and remake it. Uh, It was... You know, spinoffs are not inherently bad. Just that one was bad. So that's why it's a perfect answer for this question. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of reasons why that game was bad, too. I remember somebody. Yeah, the animations were, it. like, really bad. Like, oh. Yeah, well, I mean, like, behind the scenes. There was, like, a pretty oh. good dissection that somebody did on why, like, that, that game just was doomed to Shriver? fail. Shriver, is that his name? That. I don't think so. I can't remember. Strider. Strider. Um, I don't know. A game series that should have one of its entries retconned and remade. Is there? I I can think of like franchises that had one good game, but I can't think of franchises that had all amazing games and then one bad one. But I'm sure they're out there. Anybody else have an answer? Um, Other than my perfect um, answer. Well, the Elder Scrolls, yeah. Elder Scrolls Morrowind would be great, but just that series. Of course, I'm going to say that. It'd be awesome. But you don't want it retconned 
Or do you? Do you, you want to wreck on? Do you think the yeah, um, you story was... You know, like that mountain that went boom? Uh, got some answers from the chat here that uh, might be better than whatever we're doing. Let's see. Final Fantasy. Oh, dude, there's definitely what? some Final Fantasies that need to be retconned, yeah. There were some bad ones. I feel like Final Fantasy, well, they just remake the good ones, though. They all stand alone on their own, so it doesn't need to be retconned, I don't think. Yeah, Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Solid probably has some bad ones. Metal Gear Survive, Fantasy Star, Advent Rising. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know any of those games. No, right. All right, so well, not be... talking about parts of the Elder Scrolls. You yeah, stumped like, us, that... Oh, sorry. Um, stumped us. Yeah. We've been right, Next question from Pyronical. Okay. Is everyone done talking? Yes. <laughs> uh, next question from Pyronical. New segment suggestion. You should, uh, you each have to play a game where you're never, or a game you, you've never played that has a very overwhelmingly negative rating and report back. Oh, well, if you're a patron for long enough, you get to the titty tier or something like that. And you make it, you can make us play whatever game you want for four hours. I think that's still a thing. Is that still a thing, Christian? It's still a thing after a year of support. Yeah. A year of support sure it is. You know what? I've had this idea before, but I don't think, there's usually not too much to say about really bad games, especially the ones that are overwhelmingly negative because either they're getting review bombed like Overwatch 2 um, or they're just like cheap asset flips that are just like not even worth commenting on. But I don't like this. Don't it's know. so negative, Bobby. You know, like I would like it if we played an overwhelmingly negative game and we brought back like what we thought was actually good about it but it just feels like if it's already overwhelmingly negative are we just gonna shit on it more like why that's not in bobby's nature you want us to make (laughs) no no i'm saying like the games find me a game that's overweight you'd have to find a controversial game you know that a lot of people don't like but some people really like like you can't just like get like baby diaper muncher three or something you know something that somebody made and like sold for (laughs) like 50 cents so they can just sell the cards and uh, yeah it's tough man usually the overwhelmingly negative ones are just like obvious crap that just doesn't like barely runs and has nothing of, of value or worth commenting on but if there's one that i don't know i'm trying to think of one that everybody hated you know like a like a duke nukem forever or something mm. oh dude that yeah Ugh. I can't say anything more than that. I don't even know what the the rating. What's the Steam rating on that? Nick, how come hey. you have sometimes you have really tight, tight curls, and then right like right now you have like really big curls. Like uh, it all wavy. depends on whatever I wash my hair and if I use conditioner or not. And then sometimes I'll pull them out too. So like, if I brush my hair, my hair becomes an afro. It like literally will go out to like here. Um, huh. And if I don't brush it, it stays super tight curls. If I put oil oh, in my I hair, see. it'll stay super tight. Um, yeah, I just uh, it all depends if like I let Vivian play with it. it. As soon as one curl springs out out of place, I'll pull it all out. Yeah, yeah. And you have so but, many options, man. I feel like I just have hair on my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Leslie has straight hair, and I'm like, "Your hair is so nice. You don't have to worry about anything." And she's like, "I wish I had curly hair." I'm like, "No, you don't." 
Nah. Everybody right, last question. the grass is greener on the other side. That's true. I do not like my flat hair. Um, be Kind Rewind says, wouldn't it be amazing if Origin can make an Ultima reboot with modern graphics? Emilio's literally yawning right now. <laughs> he just Dude, I had such a heart. Dude, I, my whole gaming week was playing uh bro force for an hour before the podcast and you loved it that, dude you loved it i haven't had a day off in like 14 days i've been working like crazy a goddamn hurricane hit while you know we're trying to build a goddamn building it's been rough but i don't bring you here no <laughs> i'm giving it up upbeat <laughs> <laughs> you really are you always do yeah I don't understand this question. Am I like am So there's I... a, there's a series called Ultima. It's an old game series. It's like kind of like a fantasy setting. Uh unfortunately, I have no reference for this. So I have Like no a first reference. MMO. Oh, uh, Ultima Online. Yeah. Yeah. But like a Diablo uh view. But I don't know what origin is in this reference. Too old for us, dude, and that is a rare rare question. No, I think Origin, is he talking about EA's um, platform that they, well, it's EA Access now, but it used to be EA Origin. I don't know, man. If you're interested, try Raph again, Koster, be kind, rewind. Yeah, try again. Raf Coster again. is making a new MMO, the person who designed Ultima online. So if that is, if you want a new MMO, check him out. Hmm. Hmm. All right. That is it for listener questions. What's everybody playing next week? Um, Origin was a developer. How did I miss that? Origin game developer? All right. Thankfully, we have people in chat who know what they're talking about. I need to play uh, more Baldur's Gate without being facetious. Like, uh, I just haven't played enough. I'm staying away from it because everybody else is playing it, you know? But. Dude, why be I contrarian? Just fucking play the game. Why are you I'm so weird? I'm not being contrarian. I'm not being contrarian, but I, we need to deliver an entertaining podcast. And um, a ball, <laughs> gatecast is not what uh, some people are looking for. Look at my Especially eyeballs. the Christians out there. Look at my eyeballs. <laughs> All five I don't of care. us. I don't care about those people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about any one of them. I'm going to play the kidding. Third I'm Age really mod for Medieval 2 Total War. It is the Lord of the Rings mod for a Total War game. Uh, I just kind of had I had an itch. I had a craving. I had a little je ne sais quoi. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it's a free mod, right? Most mods are free. Uh, for an old game, Medieval 2, I think 2012. Can't remember the exact year, but old. Um, but they keep updating it. The latest update for this mod was three months ago. That's amazing. That's over... I think this mod has been eight or nine years in the making, right? So they've added a bunch of quality of life stuff to the game, and I'm just excited because I do think Lord of the Rings should have, like, a grand strategy game somewhere. Like, why not? It's awesome. And a good one. They deserve a good one. Yeah. There's so many armies. If only only the fucking stupid fucking Total War creators made one. Yeah. Still done. No, there, there's there's a rumor that they're that Total War is gonna do yeah they're gonna make one in the next two years because the Lord the people who own the Lord of the Rings IP now are just selling it to everybody and Total War has every, everybody's like 
because they're not making any more Warhammer games, they're like, "What's the next fantasy setting you want to you want to have?" And everyone's like, "Lord of the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, fuck everything else, just Lord of the Rings, no, nothing else, Lord of the Rings, please." And that's have literally they said they're done no with one Warhammer? gives a fuck. They, yeah, they they are done with. They're not making another complete Total War Warhammer game. They're making a lot of work, DLC. Man. They're they're making DLCs for the newest one, and they're going to be making. Uh, like a $40 DLC later on that's going to add like two new races and like another part of the game essentially, but they're not going to come out with another Total War game. They said they're done with Total War, uh, Warhammer Fantasy. That's it. What's it been? Like 10 years, right, Nick? No, it's been like six. Yeah. Six? Since I was in language school, Total Total War, Warhammer 1. And you know what's funny? This segues into what I'm fucking playing um uh, is their new DLC it's been seven years by the way, May twenty fourth of twenty sixteen. Seven years. Now. Um uh, there's a new DLC coming out. I bought it before the whole protest started, so I gotta play it, and then it also adds the um the achieve well not the DLC adds the achievements. So the achievements are finally being added to the game mode that I really want that everyone really gives a fuck about. So I will be officially starting my full playthrough of the game. And so annoying Total War Nick gets to come back to the podcast. Yeah. of everybody. <laughs> nice. But, uh, you already know I'm going to be playing so much more Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> but I won't be on the next two podcasts. So you'll get a break from that. You'll get to go back to what? Total War with Nick. Yeah. Bobby? <laughs> uh, um, I might check out that dwarves game Christian was talking about, and I don't know if I have time. I might go see that uh, Gran Turismo movie, dude. Please go see it. Please, I need. I want to. I want to hear what you think, and then I want to go see it if it's good. <laughs> I hear it's not that bad because <clears throat> it's based on the true story, right? Of like yes, what they sir? did, where they. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Yes, sir. What are you going to be playing next week? I I already said. Third Age for Medieval 2 Total War. Yeah. No, dude. It's Baldur's Gate because you said it was bot, dude. Oh, yeah, it's bot. It's bot, but. It's mine, but I won't play it. It's in my inventory. It's coming. Guys, you're pushing. If you want to. You guys are pushing Baldur's Gate. If you want to bully Sniper into buying Baldur's Gate, please send us your money and then we'll use it to buy drugs and alcohol. Okay, thank you. (laughs) All right, everybody. Speaking for Nick, Christian, Bobby, Amanda, and myself, we got. How oh, we did Polar Skate? Um, we got oh, um, star a star field full of titties. Bye, everybody. Anyone sticking around and watching stuff? We're doing a. Uh, what are we watching? Watching D and D on our monkey. Oh, cool! Yeah. Cool. When is that only get accosted by my family members? But yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, who's streaming it? Okay. Do you have a solid copy? <laughs>